Hello and welcome to Close Calls on the 42.e brought to you in association with Air Sport. Uh, you know the drill at this stage. Every week we dial up the hottest pundits in the game to look ahead to the biggest sporting event of the weekend. And this weekend it is all about Carl Frampton's return to the ring as well as Jamie Conlon's world title fight. A long awaited one at that. Uh, my own name is Gavin Casey and I'm joined by 42.e's Deputy Editor, Niall Kelly. Niall Hustrix. Good, thanks, Gav. It's been a tempestuous time for me on this couch and abroad, Niall, uh, on this show the last couple of weeks. Uh, in Cardiff, I inexplicably declared that I would be punched in the face by Anthony Joshua for a mere five grand. And How are we doing with the GoFundMe for that? Well, I'm leaving that to you guys. I hope it doesn't come to fruition. Uh, and then on Tuesday, as recently as Tuesday, I called the Danish national team spoofers. And it really didn't work out for me. It turned out I was indeed the gobshite all along. Yeah. Um, so I think Christian Eriksen might have been tuning in just before they went into the dressing room. Dressing room wall material, I swear to God. <laughs> but listen, I'm not going to say a bad word about Jerwin and Cajas or uh, I don't know who else have we got. Alicia Cozada, who fights Paddy Barnes, or yeah. may or may not fight Paddy Barnes. We'll discuss that in a while. We are both delighted to be joined on the line by. Uh, one of the stalwarts of Belfast boxing and uh, a former Olympian at that, former world amateur champion. I won't do the full Michael Buffer introduction, uh, Michael Conlon, but how are things there? You're just off the plane, I believe. Just off the plane, on the back of Belfast now, and uh, I'm for tomorrow night. How are the uh, nerves to make? We'll start with Jamie. I think it's the biggest fight of the card. I, I was saying to you just before we came on air, any other type of card, if it wasn't a Frampton card, that's a headline fight. Uh, Jamie against Jerwin Ankakas, the Pinoy pretty boy. Um, are you nervous as a brother going into this one, or how do you feel? Yeah, 100%. Every time he takes it, I get nervous. Uh, very, very nervous always, but you know, this time I tell me that he's going to go in there and do the job. He, he has felt great camp. He, his, his mental preparation has been unbelievable. And you know, it's the best shape I've seen him in. So I'm, I'm very confident, but I'm, I'm always nervous as he is my brother. Big time, yeah. I mean, would it be fair to say that if Jamie's to have a chance going into this one, I mean, he's going in as the underdog, understandably. This guy's a champion and a very good fighter, but he's going to have to probably fight in a different style to maybe what he what he's become famous for, uh, which is pretty much being a lunatic in, in most fights. Is he going to have to kind of not hold his nerve, that's not a problem, but maybe stay kind of disciplined, stick to a game plan? 100%. Well, if he's not going to win this fight, if he goes in there Go to war with the guy who needs to, he needs to stick to the game plan, stick to his boxing, and just do what he does best. And, and you know, I've always said every time he gets in the war, that's nothing. He's, he's a lot better fighter than what he's shown here. And and he is, he's a great boxer, and this guy is going to is gonna bring that out in him. I know he is. I've, I've watched so many videos of the guy, and I know I know everything he's going to plan to do, and, and we've worked on game plans and, and tactics. And I think this time, you know, Jamie is meant in a great mental place, and, and that's what's going to make him stick to the game plan and win this fight. Mick and Cahas was on that Brisbane card that you were on yourself, the Pacquiao Horn undercard. Did you have a chance to watch him that night, or did you see him in the round the place, or did you learn anything from him those few days? Um, I was going to do a, a sweat session. Uh, I would get the weight off before the fight and stuff, and, and he was there, and his team were over shaking my hands, taking pictures. They were like, oh, Michael, something, Michael, something. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because like, 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 the World Cup, they were going to get up me, I was like, it's a very World Cup, and then, uh, I know who he was, and the guy was like, what, well, I want to pick to him, and they were lovely people, lovely guy, then I watched him fight, and I was like, well, he's a, he's a, he's a great fighter also, you know, he's he's not just an, 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 another guy coming through, this guy's a great champion, 
you know, he'd be a top test for anybody in super flyweight. I think, you know, I, I would rank him number two to, in a way in the super flyweight. So, you know, obviously it's a big, big test, but one I believe Jimmy Conlon can pull off. Yeah, take us back to October, Mick, because I remember <laughs> meeting you in uh, Paddy Barnes' dressing room in Edinburgh. I just met Jamie outside. You'd spent a week sparring each other. Jamie had a mouse under his eye. You were looking in fine form, not a scratch on you. And I said to you, you know, would you not take it a small but easy, take the foot off the pedal, given that if he gets caught, which, you know, he is, I suppose, likely to at this stage, <laughs> knowing Jamie, like, the fight could be off. And you didn't even smirk. Your, your arms folded. You just said, no. I want them to be ready. Like, they must have been some serious sessions. Jamie told me in a recent interview on the 42 that you and uh, Danny Vaughan pretty much ambushed him with the first one. Yeah, it, that's what it was about. You know, I, I wanted to put him in positions where he's going to, he may be in this fight. That he may or may not be in this fight, but, you know, if he comes into those positions, he needs to know how to react and not just resort to his normal slug it out with it. He needs to just stick to his boxing, stick to his tactics, and that's what I kind of done. I, they tried to put him in them positions to make him stick to his game plan and implement what he's meant to do. And, and you know, that's what it was all about. And, and, and me and Danny had, had talked about it before and we put it on. And, you know, I was landing some, some big shots, some heavy shots, but, you know, he, he needs to be taking these and blocking them and getting away from them and avoiding them. So, you know, it's better to, to learn and sparring than to learn on the job. Big time, yeah. What are those sparring sessions like? I mean, I suppose even thumping the heads off each other now for the bones of 20-odd years. Like, is it... I mean, we heard, like, say, the famous boxing brothers, like, say, the Klitschko's, for example, they always said, you have a spar, we'll never fight each other. Obviously, you're not going to fight each other. But is there an extra element of spice to them? Or can you just do it... Can you treat it as if it's any other fighter now? Uh, there used to be, but now I think we're both uh, very mature and, and you know, we know we need to help each other and, and we will help each other. We're not really ever try to kill each other, even though when it was stations I was trying to do it. But, it, but that was a tactic that wasn't uh, like out of state or anything. But when we were growing up, it used to be, it used to be really bad because yeah, he was always bigger than me and, <laughs> and, and had, you know, he was dropping drop me with a body shot before he was never to hurt me with a body shot. Uh, when I was a kid, so, you know, and, and I was only like 15 or something I remembered from then, and we always would have just, if he had hit me a good shot, and he was trying to take it easy, but he hit me clean, I would have just kind of lost the head and started swinging at him. Uh, put it, put his journey into, into context for us, Mick, I suppose for anybody watching who's unfamiliar with Jamie, he's kind of, like I wrote in a recent piece, he's kind of taken the road less travelled in a way, in that he had a stellar amateur career, but it wasn't sort of a standout uh, amateur career like your own or, or Paddy Barnes. He's done it the hard way. It's been through sheer entertainment and, and back and forth wars that he's made his name. Like, it, it, I guess he's just paved a different path to the sort of traditional path to start him within Irish boxing circles. I think, you know, actually, I think it is. He, he has done kind of the traditional path of Irish boxing. You know, very, very rarely you get fighters like myself, Paddy, who, who, who and Gail Giller, who are big amateurs, and they come out and, you know, their kind of professional career is is kind of easy sailing, but they've kind of earned it from, uh, uh, like, the international achievements in the amateurs. But with Jamie and the, even, like, Sakaar, Bacard had a good backer with, with Wiggins at the time, and, you know, he was promoted well, but Jamie didn't have anybody to promote him well and uh, and back in him, and he kind of done it the hard way. The start of his career was very stop start, and at one stage I thought he was going to walk away from. Well, many a time, not once, one stage, many a times I thought he was going to walk away, but he didn't, and he stuck at it 
Danny started getting into the wars and and entertaining people, and people wanted to see more of him, more of him. And, you know, it's brought him to this point where he is now. And you know, the thing that has got him here isn't going to be the thing that's going to win him the fate. It's going to be something else. It's going to be sheer brain, sheer talent, and sheer heart and determination for his fate. Yeah, he told us recently that watching you fight, he feels. Um, I suppose the pressures of watching a sibling fight tenfold compared to what you would experience while watching him fight. I doubt that somehow, given fights with Granados, uh, Anthony Nelson, Yadar Cardoza, I think you might go through a little bit more for the time being, anyway. And he thinks he goes very harder than me, but listen, I, I could never say he does because he he is my big brother, but he's been my idol since I was a kid and someone who I've always looked up to and wanted to be like. And and to see him, and even in that situation, if I wasn't his brother, to see your idol go through something like that is hard to take. But him being my idol and also being my brother going through that is ten times more than whatever he feels for me. But is because I'd be at ringside and I feel there's been times I felt like throwing punches on in the ring myself, like when the when the opponent's actually on the ropes or something, I'd be like punching them. But just. It's my brother, and you know I don't like I don't like to see him getting in the. Not, not to get ahead of ourselves or anything, Mick, but on the flip side of that, then can you put into words what it would mean for you to be ringside tomorrow night and hear the words and the new, and see Jamie's hand lifted? Well, you know what, I, I can't I can't put on the words, but I think it'll be the best. Um, the be- it'll be a better thing than I ever felt before, and even all my amateur achievements and and what I've done before in the pro game. None, nothing will compare to when he's called world champion in the morning and it's my birthday on Sunday so it's the perfect birthday present it's ideal <laughs> <laughs> superb you'll be on the flight home is the only problem getting ready for your own fight we'll touch on that later on uh, a couple of comments coming in here for uh, Mick and before we get to those or I suppose in relation to those uh, I don't know if you've heard but we do have a book out at the moment behind the lines uh, very proud of it it's turned out quite yeah. well now it looks, looks lovely doesn't it available in all good bookshops and probably some bad ones too yeah uh, Eason's being some of the good ones it's also available online um, all you have to do for uh, a chance to win this book is uh, just like this video as you're watching if you fancy it and we will pick a name at random later on uh, Elizabeth Carthy says come on Michael <laughs> with a lot of shamrock emojis green hearts and two ivory coast flags so uh, there's that cheers for that Elizabeth um, Mick we will uh, move on to Carl Frampton I suppose because there's not necessarily a point in asking you for prediction uh, with regards to Jamie's fight I think uh, I, Carl, coming back to Belfast is a massive event, obviously. I don't think it's uh, unfair to say that you and Carl wouldn't have been like best of mates for the last couple of years. I- I'm not sure how well you knew each other, but you probably didn't hang around necessarily in the same circles or whatever. Since he's left the McGuigans, I remember speaking to you recently and you said it's kind of like he's one of the lads again. And you guys seem to be, all of you, spending a lot more time with him and vice versa. He does seem more kind of ingrained now in that uh, social circle. And indeed, your your famed WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I could say yeah, we weren't we weren't the closest of uh, friends back then. But I think it was kind of like you know him being with the promotional team he was with. There was always going to be the comparisons, wasn't there, with with me and you know I I, I never knew him well enough personally to say anything. But you know I always just had him as a rival, kind of as the same. But the more I've got to know him and the, and the more I'm, I've been with him, you know, is just a complete gentleman down there guy, yeah, one of the lads and you know, someone who had Daphne. Even 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 so back then I always looked up to him and, and what he done and you know, his achievements. 
you, you cannot question him. He's, he's a phenomenal fighter. I think tomorrow night they're just going to see uh, a refreshed Carl Frampton. Not, I'm not going to say brown name. I'm just going to say refreshed Carl Frampton because he showed his brilliance before, and I believe tomorrow night he'll show it again. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting thing. Sorry, no. Yeah, no, I was just going to say you touched on it. TJV must be the most talked about WhatsApp group in <laughs> Irish boxing. Uh, for anybody, Irish sport. <laughs> Irish, Irish sport full stop. I'm not, I'm not, you can't you can't give people a bit of a flavour of what's been going on this week. <laughs> oh, we're just been chatting about food and stuff, and, and <laughs> but you know, it's good cracking. It's a good way to keep in touch with lads, and you know, sometimes when when I'm over in America, you get bored and off uh, very easy, and and the TGV keeps you entertained anyway. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> I mean, about Frampton's return, you mentioned there that you, we might see um, a refreshed Carl Frampton as opposed to a brand new Carl Frampton. I'd agree with that because so much has been made of this sole defeat in his record. People tend to forget that that was an incredibly close fight. Yeah, he was below par against Santa Cruz the second time, but it, I mean, by anybody else's standards, it was a reasonably decent performance. Um, tomorrow night, we've heard him for the last couple of months now, really, since teaming up with Frank Warren and BT, that uh, he is enjoying his boxing again, that he's looking forward to getting back to the ring. With that, I suppose, comes an element of pressure because you have to perform now, because we are, as you're saying, expecting a refreshed Frampton. Like, there must be, I guess, uh, an added weight on him now to back up his words and, and really return to his best. Whereas if you if you kind of, I don't know, if you slog your way to a points win tomorrow night, for example, I presume some of those doubts about maybe potentially walking away from the sport will creep back into his mind. Yeah, I think, you know, I think he needs to put a performance in that book. He'll want to put a performance. It's not necessarily because because he's his first fight back and second fight this year, but like he fought a long time ago, back in February or January, whenever it was. And, you know, for him to come back and, and have another fight here. If it was under par, he's under par. I don't think anybody's really going to question him. It's his first fight with a new trainer. Uh, and he's back. He's fighting an, 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 an a live, decent opponent. This guy is, is ready and raring the go. He, he's bringing Ken Elho and stuff over. So they have big hopes for him. And Horacio Garcia, he, he's not someone to, to, to be messed with. You know, he is undefeated, isn't he? So, you know, I feel that this is going. This could, could turn into be a tough fight. But speaking of card and Harry's been... I don't think so. I think he's going to put on a, a dominant performance. And, you know, I, I felt before myself, even on my professional debut in, in Mass Square Garden, I was the main event and I was a crowd there. I had to kind of put a performance. And I know what that pressure feels like. And it's very, very hard. Even though you're expected to win, the the, the, the pressure to perform is also <laughs> a lot harder than being an underdog. Absolutely, yeah. Will you be having a, a whisper in Canelo's ear telling him, you know, this town isn't big enough for the both of us. It's the face of top rank versus the face of Golden Boy, but it's your hometown. Um, nah, I, don't, I, I like Canelo, but I'll, just, I'll whisper in his ear today. No, you, you, whispered, you whispered so quietly there that we couldn't actually hear it. Whisper in his ear tell him, you beat him like GGD did him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, like, I can't really disagree with that. Um, Paddy Barnes' fight, uh, like, it's up in the air a little bit at the moment. I think we're expecting news very shortly. His opponent from Venezuela, 
uh, Elisir Quezada. He, he came in four pounds overweight, which is fairly drastic stuff. I think you were saying he only arrived in Belfast last night. He was in a short notice, to be fair. He's probably in a difficult position. You reckon if he can shed a couple of pounds, Paddy will still take that fight? I think Paddy will take the fight no matter what. Uh, you know, he, does, he wants to be on this show and the rest is... This is Going to be one of the big like, fighting up Brampton cards is going to is going to be better than anything else in the world for him because he even said before about like winning Olympic medals and stuff and you know it's all good on the Olympic stage but then when you go to like the national tournaments or the international tournaments when there's like five people are it's it's terrible so for him to fight in front of this this much fans is going to be something special especially when they're all going to be chanting them on so I think no matter what the fight will still go ahead still go ahead but. Um, He's fighting a hard, a hard, decent opponent. He's not fighting no pushover. This guy is, is tough. He, he was one of Chocolito's farm partners and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's tough case for him and, and for Padium and his fifth fight. He, he's taking another big step. Yeah, he hasn't been, Paddy hasn't been hanging around at all, Mick. Like, he's accelerated <laughs> through the, his first few fights and levels pretty quickly. <laughs> he is around 41 now and, you know, like, <laughs> 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 so I think I think it's about time you know someone has started to do it, and I'm happy for him because he has the ability to do it, and he just needs to go in there and perform on the evening and and you know remain confident. Yeah, I, like Quesada uh, twice uh, I think beat Yadar Cardoza who took Jamie to the brink in, in his last fight. So this, obviously, as you mentioned, he's he's more than a live dog. Paddy seems to be again as you you mentioned his his I suppose ancient age there, and and he does seem to be someone who. In fairness to him, like he's not necessarily biting his time. He is he is going through um, opponents very rapidly, but he's extremely keen to step up with every fight. And he's not just saying that; like he is taking on serious tests. And he's saying things like, "Well, I want to find out if I, if I'm good enough." You know, like to him, it's not even necessarily a guarantee. It's more, "I want to test myself and see what I'm made of." It's a kind of a refreshing approach, I think. Yeah, he has no fear of losing. No, he doesn't care. He knows what he, he knows what he's in for, and he wants to be world champion, and and he'll fight anybody to be it. If, if if he's not good enough, he'll take it on the chin. Say he's not good enough, and you know I've heard him say that. So, you know, I feel he's doing the right thing by by moving this fast because he is he is older and he wants to get it before he before he retires. So you know if he if he can fight these guys as quick as possible, it's good for him. I think you know when he fought in Glasgow there or try Edinburgh last time. He was only only really in the training camp, and you know, he was taking that as a warm-up fight, and you know that's that that wasn't the real Paddy Barnes that they're going to see tomorrow night. Yeah, big time. Well, we're going to uh, finish on uh, a little bit about your own upcoming fight at back at Madison Square Garden on the undercard of Lomachenko Rigon Doe, and we might chat to you about uh, plans. For next year as well, uh, I just want to remind people about this lovely, shiny book. I was wondering uh, when you were going to get to it again. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Um, behind the lines, it is out now in all good bookstores, just in case you're tuning in. You have a belter uh, of a boxing story in that, Gav, now. Come on, tell well, to the audience. You do have a belter of a boxing story well, in they're going to have to, I mean, like the video and they'll find out. I mean, well, they might find out. <laughs> they might. They might find out. Or they can it. buy they're, a 42 dot shop they're for, ten, for <laughs> just 10 euro. 42 dot shop. I know Michael, Michael Connor has <laughs> made several orders uh, yeah, using all that top rank signing on my. <laughs> much all of it has gone into this book so thank you very much Mick. listen now uh, you're back in action uh on the 9th of december we mentioned it's madison square garden uh back to where it all began i suppose last march are you excited to um to get back there i'm sure you'll have a sizable crowd over again yeah but in the 
is going to be my home for the next number of years. So, uh, next number of years. And, and I'm looking forward to getting back there and putting on performance and beating uh, an Argentina fella. He's 7 and 2, never been stopped. And I think that's the test. You know, this guy's never been stopped. I think they want me to get some, some rounds. He's a bit of a step up, well. He's got decent enough opposition. So, you know, uh, I, I think. I think he's. I think I'll go in there and destroy him. To be honest, <laughs> that's fairly, yeah, that's, fairly, fairly all right. Sounds good. Diplomatic. Uh, Luis Fernando Molina. Yeah, you mentioned there seven and uh, seven and three. Is it with, with a draw or seven and two with a draw? But never been stopped. It's similar to uh, I think it was Kenny Guzman the last time he hadn't been stopped either. He had uh, the same record as yourself, three and zero. Oh. Uh, you mentioned last time we spoke. I think it was after the Guzman fight about how you were delighted to make kind of a statement knockout or one of those stoppages that might go semi-viral and get your name out there that bit more and show that you know you can bang a bit is it about kind of like uh, the pressure from that now maybe is is off your shoulders a little bit can you try and find out a few more things about your game with this guy or are you again looking to actually destroy him no uh, listen I, I, I never really go in and spark someone either if, if it comes it comes I've been looking at, uh, I have been looking for people out, but this time I'm, gonna, I'm just letting it come the last time it just came, uh, it wasn't like I wasn't just trying to spark that guy. That that he threw a punch when I gained over the left and landed. I landed with a right. So you know, at this time I go in there and I'll put a performance on. Uh, I'm going to work a bit more on the defense in this one. I think that's that's my main aim. Uh, you know, maybe not to take any punches at all. You know, last time I did I didn't care, and I, I probably not care this guy's power either because he doesn't seem to get big bang. Always have to be aware anyway, so uh, I think I'll go in there, spin him out, and then I, I think I'll I think I'll take him out in the forefront. What are the plans for 2018, Mick? I know a lot of people are kind of anxious to know, not even dates and venues, but you know the the broad brushstrokes of where you're going to be. Is there any chance that you'll be fighting back here at any stage next year? Dates and venues as well, yeah. please. Dates Mick. and venues would be great. Thanks. <laughs> I think we have the guard to get person party today. I think Boston's going to be in there. Boston will be in there somewhere next year, and then uh, we're in uh, end of May, start of June. I think it's the Odyssey. Oh, Odyssey Arena, is it? Very good. I think that that, that may be a half exclusive. Uh, yeah, for we'll, we will take that. We'll hold you to that, Mick. Yeah, it's going to be a, a class one. Uh, you and Jamie have both spoken before about how growing up and even in recent years you would have loved to have fought together on the same bill I know that remains the case but given what you were saying about watching Jamie fight and, and how I suppose horrible it is as a sibling and given he maintains the same thing do you think that's a possibility like if Jamie wins a world title can he defend on your card in May or June um I don't know I think that would be a bit of a hard one because it wouldn't be my card if he was defending the title I wouldn't let him be below me he would have to be above me right and uh, that that would be unique. I would love to fight him one of his undercards when he world champion, and you know, obviously I would love to love to fight for world title and, and when a world title on the same card, he has defended his world title. So, you know, uh, that that would be that would be the aim, and you know, definitely would love to fight on the same card. But maybe sometime next year, I think uh, it will be a possibility. What about uh, your old friend Paddy Barnes? Do you reckon you can drag him across to New York this March, considering or considering it didn't quite work out the last time? So definitely, there, there, there's the top rank. Obviously, know about Paddy Burns. Uh, <laughs> Paddy Burns. So, Paddy Burns. Yeah, you know. he slides into a lot of DMs there. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we were talking about him. So, you know, I think I think it's definitely a possibility for Paddy. 
Brilliant. Well, Nick, uh, we hope you can possibly enjoy the weekend. I'm sure you'll enjoy most of the fights anyway. Jamie's won. You'll enjoy, uh, I guess, subsequently if, if he wins. But um, enjoy the overall event. Uh, I'll be expecting a birthday present as well for Sunday. Ah, I'm pretty sure he's, he's doing grand, absolutely grand, flying it. Oh, you owe me that at least, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll fire across the book to you, maybe two of them. I mean, you've already paid for them anyway, in fairness. It was very decent. Really nice gesture. Classy stuff. Thanks a million, Mick. We'll speak to you soon. Um, and, yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably see you up there at the weekend, so uh, we'll chat then. Best of luck, uh, Mick. Thanks. So, Niall, um, will we plug the book again? or? No, I think everybody knows that Behind the Lines is available in all good bookshops and on the 42 dot shop. Ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a good, uh, a good weekend up in Belfast. I'm, geez, I'm doing wreck here. Um, great to speak with Mick. A couple of nice little tidbits there back in the garden in March. Yeah, that Odyssey date in, what did he say, May, June, uh, was it? End of May, start of June. He's, he's, he refuses to clarify which it is. That'll be some cracker, though. I may have two dates booked there, but uh, he will fight on one of them. I, I might pin you for a prediction. We didn't ask Mick for a prediction. Uh, so, Frampton and Garcia and Conlon and Ancajas. Uh, I ooh, I wish you hadn't done that. Uh, Frampton <laughs> will will take out Garcia. I would I would say in seven or eight rounds, and I think you look good doing so. Can Jamie? Jamie, Jamie Cahas is. I know a lot of people who are riding Jamie off completely. I would say do that at your peril, and that's border, bordering on cliche at this stage. It really depends Anybody on anybody that's seen him fight before will know that they can't do that. Exactly, uh, and and what was interesting about uh, recent chat I had with Jamie, which is on the side at the moment. Uh, is that he was saying, yeah, no, I have to stick to my game plan, etc. But said, no, but if it does go to the trenches, I've been there. Yeah. This guy hasn't been. And, you know, that that's an interesting little uh, tidbit, I think, from Jamie. We'll yeah. see how that turns out if it does go to uh, the trenches again. But It'll be I, a belter. Uh, prediction, I don't know. I think it's going to be a cracker. Atmosphere is going to be amazing. If Jamie does stick to a game plan, I actually do think he can win. If anything goes wrong for him, I think he'll lose. Uh, but I hope he does it. So uh, that's yeah. that's my two cents. And as for Paddy, we'll have to f- we'll have to find out if Mr. Quizada has shed a couple of pounds before yeah. uh, before that fight happens. Should Other be a belter anyway. Absolutely big fights as well for John O'Carroll. There's Lewis Crocker on the bill. Loads of Irish guys. Absolutely stacked with talent. Tommy McCarthy. I'll probably get a rollicking from a couple for from for forgetting them. them. But just tune in, or if you're going, go early. See them all and support the lads. Uh, that is all we've got time for here on Close Calls for this week. Uh, well, we've, we've, we've said enough about the book. It is, it is out. Um, but, uh, yeah, our thanks to yourselves at home for accommodating, for tuning in. Thanks to Michael Conn for joining us. And thanks, as per usual, to Air Sport. We will be back next week. But until then, enjoy the weekend and take care.